On April 10th, 2022, millions of French voters went to the polls to determine who would become the next president of France, and the candidates they could choose from were not really the best. Incumbent President Emmanuel Macron of the centrist party La République en March received just under 28% of the vote. Macron's presidency has been tainted by high fuel taxes, corruption, and police brutality, which culminated in the Yellow Vest protests and ultimately caused Macron's approval rating to bottom out at 20%. Pas de Calais Assemblywoman Marine Le Pen of the right-wing party National Rally received 23% of the vote. On top of her fierce opposition to immigration and close ties to Vladimir Putin, Le Pen is the daughter of controversial politician Jean-Marie Le Pen, an avowed anti-Islam activist and Holocaust denier, although the younger Le Pen has disavowed her father's comments and even expelled him from the party in 2015. Bouche-Durand Assemblyman Jean-Luc Mélenchon of the left-wing party La France Insoumise received 22% of the vote. Mélenchon has faced numerous accusations of anti-Semitism due to comments ranging from blaming Jews to the, for the killing of Jesus, to denying France's role in the Holocaust, to the bizarre claim that the 2015 hypercasher kosher supermarket hostage crisis was a false flag attack. Arguably the most controversial of the bunch, journalist Eric Zemmour of the far-right party Reconquête received just over 7% of the vote. Zemmour is infamous for his unapologetic promotion of the white nationalist Great Replacement Theory, which propagates that ethnic French are being systematically replaced by North Africans through immigration and interracial marriage. Fun fact, Zemmour is literally the son of Algerian Jewish immigrants. So yeah, not the best selection of candidates if you ask me. Alas, as the two highest polling candidates from the first round of voting, Macron and Le Pen, will advance to a runoff election on April 24th to determine the winner of the presidential election. If you haven't noticed already, a lot of these candidates seem to have, shall we say, interesting opinions on race relations and religious tolerance. This is because the once homogenous France is becoming a more diverse nation, both ethnically and religiously. Roughly 84% of French citizens are of white European descent, predominantly ethnically French, but with a sizable minority of Italians, Spanish, Portuguese, Romanians, and Polish. Another 10% of people in France are of North African descent, whether Arab, Berber, or Jewish, mostly from Algeria, Tunisia, and Morocco. Around 5% are of Black Sub-Saharan African descent, either from African nations like Côte d'Ivoire, Mali, and Senegal, or from former French colonies in the Caribbean, most notably Haiti, Guadeloupe, and Martinique. The remaining 1% are of East Asian descent, mainly Chinese, Vietnamese, and Sri Lankan. Religion, meanwhile, is a very touchy subject in France, and I'll explain why soon. Approximately 47% of French citizens are Christian, the overwhelming majority adhering to Roman Catholicism, with very small Protestant and Orthodox Christian minorities. However, 
Among Catholics, Sunday church attendance has reached a record low of 5%. Over 5% of French people are Muslim, with most following Sunni Islam as opposed to Shia Islam. With almost 6 million Muslims, France has, by far, the largest Muslim population in the Western world. Another 1% are Buddhist, while a little less than 1% are Jewish. With nearly half a million Jews, France has the third largest Jewish population in the world behind Israel and the United States. And perhaps most importantly, an estimated 41% of French people are atheist, agnostic, or irreligious. France has long been known for its state secularism, known as laicité. The concept has been compared to the American principle of religious freedom, but unlike the U.S. government, the French government actively discourages the exercise of religion in many ways. One of the most notable and controversial examples of French state secularism is the long-standing ban on burqas, which are full-body cloaks and face coverings worn by Muslim women. Additionally, all visible religious symbols, including but not limited to crosses, yarmulkes, and most notably hijabs, are banned in French public schools. These controversial policies have left many wondering why France is so secular compared to the rest of Europe. Laicite dates back to the French Revolution, which led to the establishment of the French Republic. However, France's current government is actually known as the French Fifth Republic. So, what happened to the first four republics? I'm going to tell you all about them, right now, on Historia Obscura. Welcome to Historia Obscura. This is the 60th episode of this podcast, and I really hope you enjoy it. Special thank you to Patreon subscribers Barbara and Tom. If you want to receive a shout-out in every episode, among other benefits, help support this podcast by going to patreon.com slash historiaobscura and becoming a patron. One more thing, make sure to stick around for a little to hear a message about the sponsor of this episode of Historia Obscura, Anchor. If you want to make your own podcast, you'll want to know everything about how to use Anchor. I'm sure you are familiar with the French Revolution, but here's a quick recap just in case you aren't. Lasting from 1789 to 1799, the French Revolution saw the overthrow of France's monarchy, the House of Bourbon, and the execution by guillotine of King Louis XVI. On September 21, 1792, the French First Republic was established. Inspired by the new Republican government of the United States, the French First Republic was governed by the National Convention, an elected unicameral parliament. With regard to religion, the Catholic Church, which was heavily associated with the monarchy, was put under full government control, while the cult of reason, an atheist belief system, was declared the state religion of France. 
However, as a result of the revolution, the new nation was plagued by financial crisis and mass unrest, leading the National Convention to delegate much of its power to the Committee of Public Safety, led by the infamous lawyer Maximilien Robespierre. Robespierre took essentially full control of the government, carrying out mass executions by guillotine of suspected political dissidents in what is known as the Reign of Terror. Robespierre was overthrown in 1794 and met his own fate at the guillotine, but the Directory, the weak new government of the French First Republic, did little to end the political turmoil. In 1799, a successful coup d'etat against the Directory took place. The coup was led by a young, ethnically Italian soldier from the island of Corsica, whose name you probably know, Napoleon Bonaparte. After seizing power, Napoleon established the French Consulate, a new dictatorial government of the Republic, with himself as First Consul. Napoleon ruled with an iron fist until May 18, 1804, when he dissolved the French First Republic and declared himself Emperor of the First French Empire. French Empire experienced a rapid expansion during the Napoleonic Wars. French colonies and satellite states could be found on every inhabited continent, while France itself stretched across Western Europe. The Catholic Church was also returned to its status as the state religion of France, while the Napoleonic Code, a uniform system of laws, was spread across Europe. Following his disastrous invasion of Russia, however, Napoleon was captured and exiled to the island of Elba. He shockingly returned to power in 1815, but after 100 days, Napoleon was defeated by the British at the Battle of Waterloo and was exiled for good to the remote island of St. Helena. Louis XVIII of the House of Bourbon, the brother of Louis XVI who had been living in exile in England, was returned to the throne in France, and the Kingdom of France was re-established. Under monarchical rule, France experienced a period of peace and internal growth. In 1830, however, King Charles X was overthrown by his distant cousin, Louis-Philippe. King Louis-Philippe I heavily liberalized the monarchy, giving more rights to commoners, but the desire for a republic endured. On February 23, 1840, the Kingdom of France was once again overthrown and the French Second Republic was established. Louis Napoleon Bonaparte, the nephew of the one and only Napoleon, was elected President of the Republic. I'm sure you can see where this is going. Louis Napoleon began to consolidate power and crack down on his political opponents. On December 2, 1852, after launching a self-coup, Louis Napoleon dissolved the French Second Republic and established the Second French Empire, taking the title of Emperor Napoleon III. Napoleon III's uncle, Joseph Bonaparte, spent much of his adult life living in Bordentown, New Jersey. Similarly to his other uncle, Napoleon III rapidly expanded the territory of France. 
However, he was much less successful than the elder Napoleon, as evidenced by the failed attempt to establish a French puppet government in Mexico and France's 1862 loss to the Republic of Mexico at the Battle of Puebla, the origin of the Cinco de Mayo celebration. In 1870, the Franco-Prussian War broke out as German unification attempts encroached on French territory. Germany soon took the upper hand in the war and captured Napoleon III. On September 4, 1870, French Republican leader Léon Gambetta seized the opportunity to declare the dissolution of the Second French Empire and the establishment of the French Third Republic. French Third Republic was initially dominated by left-leaning politicians and a newfound opposition to the Catholic Church. Parochial schools were shut down, nuns were replaced in hospitals by nurses, and chaplains were removed from the military. Around the turn of the 20th century, a shift towards the French political right began. France acquired colonies in Southeast Asia, West Africa, and Polynesia. The North African colony of Algeria was even incorporated into metropolitan France, leading many ethnic French, known as Pied Noir, to immigrate to Algeria. Between 1914 and 1918, France was ravaged by World War I, losing over 4% of its population to combat or disease. Nevertheless, France lived to see the end of the war, and as a member of the victorious Allied powers, France reaped the benefits of the war. Most importantly, France acquired the territory of Alsace-Lorraine from Germany, as well as present-day Syria and Lebanon from the Ottoman Empire. The annexation of Alsace-Lorraine, a predominantly German territory, would contribute to the rise of Adolf Hitler and the Nazi Party in Germany. In 1940, during World War II, France was invaded by Nazi Germany. Caught off guard by the never-before-seen Blitzkrieg military strategy, France fell to the Nazis in just over a month. Most of northern France remained under German occupation, while the cities of Nice, Toulon, and Marseille were occupied by Italy. Meanwhile, General Philippe Pétain, a Nazi sympathizer, was put into power in the remaining French territory by the Nazis. On July 10, 1940, Pétain dissolved the French Third Republic, establishing a Nazi puppet state known as Vichy France. Supporters of the Republic, led by General Charles de Gaulle, fled to present-day Brazzaville, Congo, in French Equatorial Africa. There, they established Free France, a government in exile that worked with the Allied powers to liberate France and her colonies from Nazi occupation. I don't have time to explain exactly what happened during World War II, but just know that Operation Overlord, the Allied amphibious assault on Normandy, France, was the turning point for Free France. After Paris was liberated in August of 1944, Pétain and his supporters dissolved Vichy France and fled to Germany. The provisional government of the French Republic was established, and this government saw out the rest of the war. In August of 1945, Pétain was found guilty of treason and sentenced to death. However, 
This sentence was controversially later commuted to life imprisonment due to Patton's advanced age and World War I service. The next year, on October 27, 1946, France adopted a new constitution and the French Fourth Republic was established. The early years of the French Fourth Republic saw unprecedented economic and social prosperity in France. However, France soon saw crucial losses of land for various reasons. Since the end of World War II, France had occupied the Saar Protectorate in southwestern Germany. As the Cold War beefed up and Germany was partitioned, France realized that West Germany could use all the help it could get, and consequently withdrew from the Saar Protectorate. Meanwhile, trouble was brewing in the colony of French Indochina, made up of present-day Vietnam, Laos, and Cambodia. In December of 1946, the Viet Minh, a group of Vietnamese communist revolutionaries led by Ho Chi Minh, proclaimed independence from France. The first Indochina War broke out, and after the crippling French loss at the Battle of Dien Bien Phu, France withdrew from Indochina. The Kingdom of Laos and the Kingdom of Cambodia became independent states, while Vietnam fell into a civil war. You may have heard of it. It was, of course, the Vietnam War. Following the loss of Indochina, the last remaining major colony of France was French West Africa. Separately from this, Algeria remained part of metropolitan France, in part due to its large ethnically French Pied Noir population. In 1954, the Algerian War began with the Front de Libération Nationale, or National Liberation Front of Algeria, fighting for independence from France. In addition to fighting against the French military, the FLN was also known to attack French Pied Noir civilians, including children, living in Algeria. In response, General Raoul Salan founded the Organisation Armée Secrète, or Secret Armed Organization, a far-right paramilitary organization that carried out attacks on Algerians and on French politicians who were seen as capitulatory to the FLN. One of these politicians was the aforementioned now Prime Minister Charles de Gaulle. De Gaulle sought to make peace with an independent Algeria so that Pied Noirs could safely be evacuated to France, but on top of repeated assassination attempts against him by Salon and the OAS, de Gaulle was limited by the weak premierial power given to him by the constitution of the French Fourth Republic. With the support of a French army tired of war, de Gaulle led a successful effort to dissolve the Republic and drafted a new constitution that created a strong unitary executive office of president. On October 4, 1958, the constitution was adopted and the French Fifth Republic was established. In the new republic's first election, de Gaulle was elected president. In 1962, de Gaulle granted independence to Algeria, ending the bloody Algerian War. Pied Noirs, as well as Algerian Jews and some Algerian Muslims who cooperated with the French, were evacuated to France. Meanwhile, seeing the writing on the wall that decolonization was the new trend, de Gaulle granted independence to all of the countries in French West Africa. 
De Gaulle would serve until his resignation in 1969 and died the next year from a brain aneurysm. He is remembered fondly by many French people, both for his leadership during some of France's darkest moments, as well as for his establishment of a new French government that remains in power to this day. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Historia Obscura. It was certainly very interesting for me to research. If you want to suggest an episode of Historia Obscura, send me a voice message at anchor.fm slash historiaobscura slash message. Feel free to leave your name and location, and if I like your idea, I'll make an episode of it and give you credit. Additionally, if you want to support this podcast, go to patreon.com slash historiaobscura and become a patron. And of course, I can't go without once again thanking this episode's sponsor, Anchor. They are by far the easiest way to make a podcast, so if you want to make your own, go to anchor.fm. With that said, this is Jack from Historia Obscura, signing off, but not for long.